0: Visit RobertHalf.com today. Yeah, like it went from dead silence in that stadium because everyone Crazy. thought it was over yeah. to like absolute madness. It's hard for me to waste some of my effort like celebrating. <laughs> as funny as that sounds, I didn't even consider a signing Pat P. I just didn't know it was a possibility. Yo, what's happening? Welcome to All Things Covered with
1: Patrick Peterson and Brian McFadden, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Man, the name says it all. If you like what you hear, make sure you leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. But check this out. You can also watch us on YouTube. Just go visit youtube.com slash allthingscovered. So make sure you subscribe and turn on your alerts so you can get the show right away. Pat P, man, what we going to cover on this
2: episode? Yo, Mac, we got a lot to cover on this episode, but we got to start it off right. Shout out to the NCAA for finally giving these kids the mm-hmm. opportunity to make some money off their likeness. Yep, and sir. also, we got we got a, uh, I saw we've been getting a lot of f- comments and feedback about when we're gonna get some hitman Harrison on the on the on the podcast. So I hit Harrison up, I say, Harrison, can you come through after the round of golf? Of course. He said, Yeah, Pat P for you, I'll be there. So All Things Covered listeners, we got Harrison Hitman Smith coming to you right around the corner. Right around the corner. Stay tuned.
1: You guys know what time it is. You guys know how the show goes. First quarter, we usually chop it up. But before we get into the chopping it up segment, we have some special, special news we would like to present to you guys, our fans. The listeners and the viewers. This is an award plug. So if you're rocking with us, rocking with us, you're rocking with the show, you're rocking with the podcast, listen to me clearly. We're so thankful for our listeners and our viewers. And we really, and we truly mean that. All things covered has been nominated in two categories for the People's Choice Podcast Awards. We need you to help us get to the final round. It would, take, it would take less than six, 60 seconds, probably 45 seconds, depending on how fast your hand, eye coordination is. To nominate all things covered, just go to podcastawards.com slash app slash sign up and then scroll down to vote for us in the best sports podcast category and the best black hosted podcast category. We've included the link at the top of the description as well. We appreciate you for being able to get to this part in our podcast life to be able to be nominated by the people's People's Choice, people's Choice Podcast Award Committee decided to implement us into their award category. And we're so thankful. But most importantly, yeah. guys, we support, we 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 thank you for the support you've given us. We ha- we haven't even made a year yet. And wow. being able to be uh, recognized as a worthy candidate is something that we won't forget. And we applaud you guys for rocking with us. But we need you guys to continue to rock with us because the votes, that's what matters. You gotta, it's, it's almost like voting for the Pro Bowl players, right? You know, Pat P, you know how, how that goes. They give us the questionnaires. The fans vote. Everybody votes. It's almost the same type of situation right now for us. Two categories, like I said, best sports podcast. Uh, best black hosted podcast, all things covered, Pat P, Brian McFadden. You guys go out and give us your support us and give us your vote. That's all we What's ask up? for.
2: We appreciate y'all, man. Real talk. That's and, and, and speaking uh, uh
1: being appreciated, you know what I mean? One way to, to show your appreciation to our guy and Pat P, our guy Pat P uh, has a upcoming birthday coming up that this Sunday, this that Sunday. My Guy's getting old, man. He's about to be 31 years old, man. No, he's bro. about to be he's about to be 31 years old, man. Pat P is having I'm a birthday. Young, baby. Yeah, hey, hey, yeah, I know you're young. You I, I'm looking at your highlights, everything you've been showing me on the football field. No question. You're moving like you're 24, 25 again. Age is nothing but a number. Shout out to Aaliyah. <laughs> and we gotta give a shout out to our guy, Pat P. I mean, yeah. happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to my guy Pat P. And like I said, if you're not able to get him a gift, one of the best gifts you can give Pat P. Guess what? Go ahead and vote for All Things Covered People yeah. Choice Two podcast. Two Gifts,
2: Matt. Two oh. gifts, two gifts.
1: Go oh, two gifts. Voters.
2: Yeah, voters, and go buy that number seven, man. Go buy that. Go, go buy that seven. Uh, Minnesota Vikings. Uh. That white one, matter of fact. Oh yeah, eye, that, that white one. That white one. That white one. Guys, I don't know. That white one do something to the eye, man. That, that white smooth. So hey, what, you plan, what you got
1: planned? What you got plan for the big birthday, man? Summer birthday, right before training camp. Turned to thirty one, man. What what's what you got? What you got on schedule?
2: Man, Matt. For the last what? The last four years, I've been spending my birthday at in Tahoe. I have mm-hmm. I have the, yeah. um, the opportunity to play in the American Century tournament every year. And for the last four years, my birthday, I've spent it in Tahoe. So this year I'm spending it again in Tahoe with my girls, with my, with my wife, uh, with my mother-in-law. So we're going to have us a, a good old time out of Tahoe while I'm also competing as well.
1: Oh, and, and speaking of the competition you will be, be involved in this weekend, like you said, Tahoe has been something you've been traditionally doing uh, around this time of the year. We looked uh, right behind over your right shoulder. You see that? Your right shoulder. You got your golf club, your golf bags with the outstanding logo. Uh, yeah. And you you also got a Yeti. Show, yeah. show, show, show everybody the Yeti, the cool Yeti with your logo on it as well.
2: Oh, so you will be there, man.
1: There huh. it is. There, there, there. the P two logo yeah. on the Yeti. You see, he got the P two. So, Pat P, the the bag that you have behind you is that's what you will have this weekend.
2: This is the actual bag, man. Cobra just sent me these fire Ricky Fowler, red thirty three. Hey, it's only seven hundred eight, uh, seven hundred fifty of these made. I got oh. two. I got two of them.
1: You got two of them. You mean yeah. seven hundred fifty in the world?
2: Yeah, only seven hundred fifty in the world, and I got two sets. Oh. So I got a game set and I got a practice set.
1: Oh, oh, you good time? <laughs> okay, seven fifty.
2: All right. Yeah, man, seven fifty. You can't find. Hey, you can't go. You can't go in the Golf Galaxy Dicks, hey, NBA Superstore, and tell me I need those.
1: So, give us a Pat P prediction. What What can we expect? Man, I made from... a video
2: last night. Last night, I made a video with my wife and my kids. I was What's like, you? "Daddy's coming in a top ten this year." Mm. I really feel that good about my golf game this shit, man. This is the first time I had the opportunity to really practice, really go to the course and really work on my chipping, really work on my driving. I think my game is finally dialed then this year. The last time I had the opportunity to really work on my game is when I finished my best. I think I was like 15. Mm-hmm. And I was like maybe like four years ago. Then the kids started getting in the middle of all of that. So I wasn't able to play as much as I wanted to. But now the girls, you know, five and, well, my one-year-old thinks she's three. So she's kind of independent right now and I can get out there and practice a little bit more. So I'm, I'm, I'm predicting a top 10 finish, man.
1: Ooh, ooh, okay. Big stepper, Yeah, huh, huh, big stepper. Okay, well, we, we can't wait to uh, recap yes, the outstanding sir. events that will take place. But before we recap those events, like I said, man, y'all make sure y'all support, go give us some, show some love, man. Go out and vote for us. The People's Choice Podcast Awards, we offer two. uh, Best Sports Podcast Category and Best Black Hosted Podcast Category. Ha! Thank you for your support. (music) Now it's time to chop it up. Boy, we got some big-time news. We got some big-time news. And I guess we were born... We should have been born a little later, to say the least. Because I think both of us would have been able to capitalize on the opportunity that the NCAA... They're allowing athletes to be able to capitalize on. In this Topping It Up segment, we're going to hit on the most recent national news that has been a major topic throughout our country. The NIL, which stands for Name, Image, and Likeness. Name, Image, and Likeness. The NCAA, they're allowing student athletes to be able to profit off their name, image, and likeness. This is huge because, like I said, I came out of high school. I was a top recruit, top DB. Pat P came out of high school. He's the same thing, top recruit, top DB. And I'm pretty sure we would have had an opportunity to cash in big time. And some of the unique ways that players can make money off their name, image, and likeness, if you guys have, haven't have heard some of the more uh, updated information, promoting your own business. So you can create your own business and promote it. You can promote another business and get paid to do so. Similar to what we see with professional athletes, do commercials, things like that. Student athletes can promote other people's businesses and get paid for it. You can start a camp or a clinic, get paid for it. Signing autographs. Think about that. Signing autographs and get paid for it. Speaking appearances. And you can do this while you're attending the university that you're going to. So this is huge and we're starting to already see so many players, so many athletes take advantage of this opportunity. The news just broke last Thursday and instantly we started hearing news about so many different players having uh, uh opportunities waiting for them. They just had to decide if they're going to take it or not. Hearing the news with the NIL being in existence right now for college athletes, Pat P, let's go back in time. You know, how would that information, how would that news impact your decision coming out of high school, being the player that you were at Blanche Ely, having the who's of who wanting you to sign with their university? How would you, I guess, add that to your decision, uh, part of your decision uh, uh, making, you know, knowing that, hey, I can make Extra bread off my uh, my name, image, and likeness. Uh, this university may offer this, or I might be able to do this at this university. How would this How would this information have impacted your uh, decision on where to go, where to sign?
2: Um, I don't think it necessarily would have impacted my decision because mm-hmm. I feel like if you go to powerhouse, uh, uh, a power five school, you're going to have those opportunities. Now you have to go out there. And enhance it by going out there, being the great player, continue being the great player that you were in high school and having that roll over into your college career so you can, you know, continue to capitalize off your likeness. But I feel like if you go at any Power Five, any Power Five school, Mm -hmm. you'll have the equal amount of opportunities to to sign with a McDonald's or an In-N-Out Burger you know, whatever it may be, because, you know, out in the West Coast, you got Pat 12 country. So you got all type of tech companies that you can go out to. It just just all depends on what, you know, what you want, what you want to what what you want to achieve, you know, out of your likeness. But for mm-hmm. me, I want to go to a dominant football school for one. All the other stuff going to come come with it because no, I'm, no, at a, no, I'm, no. At, I'm at I'm out I'm at a top school. Everybody's watching. So they're going to find me. You know what I mean? So when it comes down to, I think, making the decision on as far as like sponsorship, I think that will come. But I'm definitely happy that the NCAA has finally lifted this rule because I was just talking to one of my friends the other day. I'm like, most of these kids, you got what? Almost 500,000 kids every year in around the country in college football and college sports. And probably all those sports combined, only 2,000 of those kids, maybe 3,000 of those kids going to be able to make it to the next level mm-hmm. of what their dream or what they calling may be. So now you still got 400 plus thousand kids that didn't have opportunity to take advantage of their likeness right now while they yeah. was in school versus them trying to get where they are and not have an opportunity to take advantage of their likeness. So I think it's a great opportunity for these kids to to take advantage of their likeness Mm -hmm. because nine times out of 10, you know, it's not, it's no tomorrow for, you know, a lot of these athletes when like, like, like the softball girls. There ain't no, ain't no major league softball league. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Some of those girls are damn good. So why can't they take advantage of God? I was just, I think I was talking to you about, I was watching the Florida state and Oklahoma world series maybe a couple months ago. That's and they were just talking ago. about it. There was like, there was like these girls, this is their last opportunity playing softball, playing something that they love. So they don't, they, they, and that's almost like wasting three years of their lives of doing something that they love and wasn't able to capitalize on it. So, no question, I think it's a great opportunity that the NCAA finally opened their eyes. And uh, I'm looking for my check, man, because hell, I think I could have made some dollars when I was at LH. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> no question. That's why I said you came out a little too soon. Man, you should have been born later.
2: <laughs> tell
1: you, man. What product would you would you sponsor if you were at LSU, not knowing the news, man. of being able to make capitalize off your name, image, and likeness? What's, what what product you think you'd have hit on, Fat Pete?
2: Man, I wanted to be Colgate or Crest, man, because you know your boy loves a smile, man. So yeah. I got, okay, man. no, that makes Probably sense, right, man?
1: <laughs> you know, for me, everybody called me B mac except my old girl.
2: McDonald's.
1: No question. No question. <laughs> And back in college, I literally survived off that dollar menu for McDonald's. Man, I gave McDonald's me a ninety-nine cent double cheeseburger, yes sir. A, a, a five-piece, six-piece nugget, sweet and sour sauce, hey, and a cup of water. Hey, I hey, walk man. out of there only two dollars and nineteen cents in
2: hey, the man. hole. Tell me, tell me, you didn't never crush? You remember when they had the dollar? I think it was like a dollar thirty bucket fries. Remember the big bucket of fries you used to give out? No oh,
0: question.
2: It, it, oh, the McDonald fries. They go on a Sunday or Tuesday to get you the cheeseburger for thirty nine cent.
1: Quick, heavy, man! I used to make that thing stretch. I go get my lunch, man. I don't want to spend two thousand nineteen yes, cent hey. of that dollar menu. I don't even know if they still got that dollar menu. And I used to nah. sometimes dip that double cheeseburger in that sweet and sour sauce.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. With the green top, <laughs> <laughs> that was good eat. I didn't know no better. I don't. I don't even
1: eat McDonald's hey, anymore. And shout
2: out to Chad Johnson. We're yeah, still faithfully eating McDonald's,
1: man. Right I don't know how you do it.
2: Me either
1: the way I have my stomach said, <laughs> I don't know if that's a good
2: idea, uh,
1: but yeah, it is what it is. But I tell you this much if they want to go ahead and sign me up for a Mac attack type deal, I'll go ahead and you know, down, I eat friend. some Big Macs. <laughs> I, I'll do it. Some notable deals for you guys to uh, pay attention to. Listeners and viewers, all things covered, Brian McFadden, Pat Peterson. We're talking about uh, the NIL. Uh, the NCAA are allowing players to capitalize off their name, image, and likeness. Some notable deals. FSU quarterback McKenzie Milton and Miami quarterback Derek King uh, became co-founders of NIL marketplace called Dreamfield. Uh, King also signed a $20,000 deal with company, uh, a company called College Hunks, ha- hauling junk. Uh, Masterpiece son, Masterpiece, friend of the show we had him on uh, some months ago. If you missed that episode, it's definitely in our feed. Uh, but his son, Hersey Miller, signed a $2 million deal with Web Apps America, a software development company. Spencer Rattler, Heisman Trophy favorite, currently created his own logo. I'm not gonna lie, that's a cool logo. He got like a, a, a Rattler uh, a, a, a rattlesnake in his logo. is a nice logo. Ben uh, Bo Nix, quarterback from Auburn, signed a deal with Milo, sweet tea manufacturer. Arkansas wide receiver Trey Knox signed a deal. He has a dog named Blue and he signed a deal with PetSmart. Dang, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Freak, PetSmart? I got three dogs. Why so ain't Freak? <laughs> that's a pretty good one. Oh, you got a that's a cool deal right there. Shout out to Trey Knox. But these are some of the notable deals, and there are a lot more, and clearly more will continue to surface that these cl- kids are preparing to uh you know capitalize on. My only concern with this, though, Pat Pete, is because these players will have an opportunity to make so much money, being able to keep your ego in check. Because you know, some players might not be able to uh behave accordingly, knowing they just hit for 20, 20 bands last month. Yeah? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cuz sometimes money makes you forget about the ultimate prize, which is yeah. trying to do everything in your power to make help your team win ball games and have a shot of getting drafted. So think about some of the people we went to school with, you went to school with, knowing that last week you did a sign and you got 10 15,000.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: You know what I mean? So being able to stay focused and rooted and grounded and humble will be a challenge for some of these student athletes. I agree. And then what about the floodgates of agents? You know what I mean because I can say this much, technically agents are not supposed to be able to get opportunities for these players, but you know how the game go. An agent can reach out to a player and say, "Listen, I got a Cadillac deal for you. But it's only for you if you agree to sign with me when you're done playing college football. It's a $50,000 deal. And they're going to give you a Cadillac to drive while you're on campus. Mm-hmm. Now, instead of signing with the guy because you f- believe he's the best opportunity, he has he can pro- provide the best opportunity for you, you basically signing with him because what he's giving you right now. And some kids can get kind of get caught in the shuffle. So it's a thin line. It is. And being able to uh, handle this accordingly, because I can tell you this much. If you 18, 19 and you get $10,000 to sign your name on a card, that changes your mindset.
2: It does. But here's my here's my sense. Here's my two uh two cents on the map. I think it gets them ready for the big league. Because now if you if you if your mind is strong enough to narrate or get through all the, the, the bull job of you know, like you said, signing you you sign, you have a card signing for you know twenty thousand or whatever, boom. But you at the end of the day, you still have to you still have to be able to produce. What got you in the position that that you are right now? You know, yep. at the end of the day, because if you're not, ain't nobody gonna want your signature. Ain't nobody want to sign. Point. Ain't nobody gonna do anything with you. And I think it gets it better for the for them in the big league as well, because once they get all this money, now they kind of understand how fast money goes. Yeah, and that's how, why
1: it's imperative that they learn
2: the now, proper
1: financial literacy. Right.
2: So I think now with them getting that twenty thousand, all right, yeah, that's a lot of money. But when you start buying the things that you want, that twenty thousand gone. Okay. So now when they get in the big league, because they're gonna sign on their they're gonna have to sign another contract when they twenty twenty one, and it's gonna be for multiple more multiple million millions of dollars. So yep. now they see this. Well, all right, now I can't, you know, now I can't spend money on this. Now this can make me more leery on how I spend my money because I've seen this in college, you know. Twenty thousand, fifteen thousand—that money it, it can go in the blink of an eye if I don't watch my spending.
1: And one thing I will say—I know you will have some kids that will get lost in the shuffle. Oh yeah, it, you know because fine. of this opportunity. But let's keep it real, guys. Save your money. You don't need to spend money on anything, right? Yeah. You, 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 your, room and, your room and board is basically it's paid
0: everything.
1: for. Yeah, your room and board is basically paid for. Your meals. They're paid for. You don't necessarily got to go out and splurge on gear because you can wear your your warm-ups to school. They they give you enough gear to kind of wear to school. You don't have to go out and purchase a lot of different uh, items to wear to school. So save your money because everybody is not going to get drafted. And I can tell you this much. This is a great opportunity for you to walk into the real world if you don't get drafted with a nice savings in your bank account. Some reaction uh, from the news with the NIL, Charles Barkley told Dan Patrick, uh, coming from Chuck, Charles Barkley, what really bothers me and scares me about the whole scenario, Dan, there's going to be so much resentment from other teammates. They'll be like, man, Charles, he's selling Jersey. He got a car deal. We just, we worked just as hard as him. Uh, same thing with Bo Jackson, the office alignment. Uh, he opens up all the holes for Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson is making all this money and the office alignment who has to do all the work is not making a dime. I think there's going to, there's going to be great resentment and jealousy on these teams. And that could happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That could happen. But I think if everybody understands what their job is, the details of their job and do what they're supposed to do, everybody would get an opportunity to eat accordingly. And we heard some players, like Derek King said, I think he's willing to split whatever he earns, you know, with his teammates. You know what I mean? So you have some players, some leaders that are acting like leaders and willing to do that. But these are the the, the thin lines that they're going to uh, cross throughout this process. And I think this will make the coach's job a little more difficult, being able to keep everybody on the same page. Because you know hating will show up. Oh, it's definitely gonna show up. You know, when you see this dude walk into the locker room with that new Louis bag on his back, you know what I <laughs> mean? He, he got the Yeezys on his feet, he got the Gucci belt on, you yeah. know what I mean? Or oh, he done lease the he didn't lease the freaking uh Mercedes. He pulling right. up right next to Coach, parking lot in the Mercedes. You know you're hating gonna start happening. Oh,
2: yeah. You already know that. So I, it's gonna, I, oh, what I what I think they should have done though, what would, would made it, you know. I don't know if this would have made it, you know, it, it any better, but you know how they do the player performance. Checks right in the, in the mm-hmm. league. They gotta they gotta be able to gather up a pool for those guys, like you said, the guys who are making less, mm-hmm. but they also put in the same amount of time. They come up with a player performance pool. Yeah, and, at the, yeah, and yeah. that and after this junior year, whenever they leave, they get that check. Yeah, I mean there are
1: many different ways of being able. There's to a
2: bunch make, of different ways to do it, but I think yeah, that, to try for, to keep people. For, happy. For guys that feel comfortable and guys that feel equal. I think. Cause at the end of the day, so like me, I'm a I'm, you know last year, you know, I made twelve million dollars, so I, I was only eligible to make you know x uh, x amount of thousand. But yeah, guys, your
1: player performance was bad. It was exactly. low.
2: exactly so, yeah. but for the guys who got drafted third, fourth round, who ain't making the you know top dollars, hell, they play, they player performance was through the roof.
1: Shoot, my rookie year, my player performance, and this was during the off after we won the Super Bowl, was like a hundred and something. Yeah. And I didn't even know I was getting it. Yeah, me. <laughs> I thought they made a mistake. I said, Shoot, <laughs> who else uh, should I go ahead and what I need to do with this? Because, yeah, and, and like you say, player performances, you know, you got some guys who uh, do a lot but might not get rewarded the same way.
2: Right.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I, think, I think they're going to finesse this rule a little bit. You know, this is the first time it's been in place. Right. Uh, so it will be some bumps. Uh, they will have to uh, endure, uh, but they will, you know uh, – you know, switch some things up. What about Reggie Bush? I know a lot of people are saying, well, Reggie Bush should get his Heisman he award
0: back. Get his
2: back. You think so? No doubt about it. Why do you feel no. that way? What you mean? Why did he did, did like? Did he go out and kill anyone? Did he no, cheat? No, 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 no. Did he cheat to get the Heisman? No, he didn't cheat. He was here. All right, then he yeah. deserved his Heisman. But back. The, the thing
1: is, going back to those times, the rules were not how they are now.
2: I understand that, but. That man, they should have took that. Like,
1: man. like they, yeah, they, they they took they took his award for capitalizing on his right, name, image, my, and that, likeness.
2: That's, that's my point.
1: But at that time, you could not you couldn't
2: do that. Yeah, we get that, but at the same time, that, that don't mean you go out and I could see if he convicted a crime, like mm-hmm. like he went out and like killed somebody, like you know, did yeah. XYZ. And they, hey, you they know told that is he hey, a bad boy this year. I'm you taking that No doubt about it. Two, what, that, 2003? 21 when
1: he I think that was 2003. Yeah.
2: 2003. 2005. 2005. Obviously, 2005. when nobody on the planet touching Reggie Bush.
1: No. He, he could have made so much money.
2: If
1: I could have made about four or five And
2: he in L.A., the number two market in the world. Ah. Uh-huh.
1: At that time, SC was like, how, a national how can contender. A
2: nineteen-year-old, twenty-one, however old Reggie was at the time? Say no to two hundred thousand. How's that possible?
1: Yeah, he can go buy him a replica Heisman if he want to.
2: i <laughs> say, man, I got, I got, I got fifty right now, man. Come sign me, sign these twenty jerseys for me, quick, man. quick. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm there, quick. What else I need? Oh, man, yes. You know, I, I, you know them signers, Well, that's that easy, man. That signature oh, just—what are, are you talking about? And, and, I, and I'm on. And, I'm on, big and big I'm on. I'm in college with this, man, man, man. I'm. I'm. My whole apartment setup might be different. Listen,
2: that man deserve his trophy back, man. He was yeah. the best. But you know,
1: player. you know, he won't get it. They won't give it to him back. But I'm right there with you. Uh, you know, no, I, I think, think
2: they're gonna give it back to him.
1: Uh mm. right. Well, we'll see. But this is big time news and we definitely will continue to uh, monitor this story and talk more about this story. Uh, You guys definitely don't go anywhere because we got Harrison Smith joining us uh, after halftime. So make sure you stay tuned. But we're just recapping and talking about the NIL, you know, student athletes being able to capitalize on their name, image and likeness is a huge story. It's going to be a huge story and it's going to change the landscape of college football from here on out. Now it's time for shout outs. We also want to remind everyone that you can find us on Instagram at All Things Covered Pod. Each week, we give clues for our next guest. And the first person to guess correctly, they get a follow and a shout out on the pod. So we have to shout out James underscore Larkings11 for correctly guessing James Brown from last week. Again, follow us at All Things Covered Pod for the very best content from the show. Now, ladies and gents, it's halftime for us, but on the other side of the break, we'll be joined by Harrison, the hitman, Smith. Viking fans, stand up. It's time for school Check-In, the right way. Stay tuned.
2: It is an honor to call this man a teammate, a former first-round draft pick out of Notre Dame in 2012, a five-time Pro Bowler, 2017 first-team All-Pro set to enter it's 10th season in the NFL, all with the Minnesota Vikings. Like I said, it's a pleasure to call this guy a teammate, Harrison Hitman Smith. What it do, baby? What's up, man? Doing all right? Yeah, man, I'm doing great, man. I know we got to get you in and out because I know you got a round set up here in a little mm-hmm. bit.
0: How you been playing so far since we've been done with football? Man, I've been playing all right. Uh, you, know, you know how it is, especially my game. I'll have some good ones and then I'll blow up, so... Trying to be like you, trying to chase that <laughs> smooth swing. Hey, hey, go ahead,
1: man. I was going to ask Harrison if you had to rank yourself when you talk about golfers on the team currently. Where would you put? Where would you put yourself when you look at all the golfers, guys who consistently golf in the Vikings? Where would you put yourself?
0: Uh, I'd have to put Thielen and Pat P up at the top, and I'll put myself right behind them. What um, about Captain Kirk? Kirk's coming around. Kirk's yeah, coming around. Yeah, I'd have to put myself above him, but he's got he's got some game.
2: Yeah. not Captain Kirk can play. But like like Harrison say, Harrison is definitely a, a step above Captain Kirk. But, you know, Kirk just getting into the game. But, you know, he'll get it eventually. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Y'all will. So, Harrison, when you hear yourself introduced now as a vet, you know, Obviously, I had an opportunity uh, 10 years. to go through an OTA with you. Don't look, don't look like a vet on the – like, you look like a vet on the field, but far as the, your energy level and the way you're able to move, how does that make you feel now entering your 10th season
0: and now being introduced as a vet? I mean, sometimes I forget how long I've been in the league, to be honest. I, I don't know if you feel that way. Uh, I do. <laughs> it's just, like, part of it in my mind, it's flown by, and then the other part, is it's been a lifetime. Um, but I think I think when you get a little older in the league, I like I, I got to play with Terrence Newman and he was mm-hmm. he was 39 yeah. going into his last year playing corner. It's crazy. Yeah. And and I was always like I I always called him Pops. Yeah. And uh now that I'm one of the older guys, I'm not quite 39, like I don't like when people call me old. So I kind of feel bad that I used to I used to give him a hard time about it. Yeah. But I think being around the younger guys, like we have so many young corners, it kind of keeps you keeps you young and keeps you fresh. You can't get like stuck in your old ways because you're explaining different things and figuring out new ways to play things the way offenses are attacking you. So I don't feel like like I feel good as far as like being a bet. I feel confident. I've experienced a lot, but I also am looking forward to like new challenges as well.
1: Yeah. So, Harrison, let's go back to the beginning. You know, we know you stood out on both sides of the football in high school in Tennessee. So how did you end up at Notre Dame on defense? And when you look at some of your numbers, I mean, you were the Tennessee Player of the Year in 2006, 25 touchdowns, nearly 2,000 yards rushing and receiving in high school. You had offers from Alabama, of course, Tennessee. You ended up at Notre Dame. How did you end up at Notre Dame and what made you decide to go to the defensive side?
0: First of all, going to the defensive side, like I loved playing offense. I love playing special teams. I love playing football period. Yeah. But, uh, I just knew I probably had a brighter future on defense, like as far as like getting to the NFL, but I think I really got recruited because of my offensive film. Cause I was okay on defense, but I was a good ball carrier, good, uh, pass catcher. So those things kind of let my film pop. As far as going to Notre Dame though, I really grew up wanting to go to Tennessee and, uh, they were just kind of down at the time and struggling. The and program wasn't what it once was when I watched uh, growing up. So I thought it was best to get out of town. and uh, Like you said, I had an offer from Alabama. It wasn't quite the Alabama we know of right now. Yeah. It was like right before that. Like Saban just got the head job. Um, yeah. But I knew if I was leaving Knoxville, I probably wouldn't go to another SEC school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you got
2: to uh, Notre Dame, you flipped back and forth between linebacker and safety. When did you recognize that
0: safety was going to be the future for you? I always wanted to play safety. I did. I never wanted to play linebacker. The problem was we had some decent safeties, and uh, we were a little standard linebacker, and they wanted to find a way to get me on the field. And, uh, you know, I had some okay games, but I wasn't quite big enough in the scheme that we ran. So yeah. when we played the big boys, like, it wasn't very pretty. <laughs> uh, and it kind of made me, it kind of got me away from the good things I was doing at safety too. So right. uh, fortunately I kind of got it, got it squared away. So how did the nickname Hitman come about? I didn't get that till I got to the Vikings. Um okay. my rookie year, I was I got <laughs> I got ejected from like the fifth game. I got <laughs> You got <fine>. ejected. <laughs> Headhunt Headhunt. <laughs> Yeah man, so that,
2: uh, got, who else got ejected off a of hit uh uh, Bert, uh Burfitt, didn't it? Montez did. Yeah Bontez yeah. he got he got ejected uh out of a game so we got two people that got injected for
0: hits. So <laughs> what happened, Harrison? <laughs> now, I got ejected from a game last year too. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which oh, I, I didn't man. think that one was I mean I was really trying like when I was a rookie, I was just running around uh, as reckless yeah. as I could. And the
1: rules uh, are a little different too when you're a rookie
2: compared to yeah. how they are
0: now. Yeah. True. A lot uh, but now, I mean, I really do uh, like, you know, how, how coach talks to me in the meetings. He's like, make sure to lower the lower your target, keep your head out of it. Um, I always, every time in practice, I think about that. And in games I think about it and uh, sometimes they're still going to call it, but like, no question you can't as a safety, you can't not make a play on the ball or on the yeah. pass catcher Cause then you're they're just going to be disrespecting your area, the whole, your whole career. Like, you just can't really, can't really allow that. But you got to also try to play within the rules. So it's, you know, it's tough and it gets tougher, but that's just how it is. Right.
1: So your rookie year, I mean, in Minnesota, uh, your teammate and another Peterson, not Pat Peterson, but Adrian Peterson was there. He won the MVP that year. What were your takeaways from watching a legend work on a weekly basis, to say the least?
0: It was wild. It was uh, because he was coming off an ACL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he really he really wasn't getting a whole lot of carries until like halfway through the year, like really uh, Percy Harvin was. If you would have stopped the stopped the season at the halfway point, like Percy would have been our offensive MVP. Like Percy was going nuts, right? And you know Adrian was he was getting a bunch of yards per carry and everything, but it wasn't like super gaudy overall numbers. And in that back half of the year, it was like if he didn't rush for two hundred yards a game, it was like kind of shocking it was really it was all it almost spoiled me because I didn't I just that's what I it was my first experience in the league and I was just like all right well we got a running back that'll go for 200 and like two or three touchdowns we just play decent on defense we'll have a chance so like it was kind of a it was kind of a ridiculous first experience and it was it was wild man like no one had an answer for him he just he just refused to be tackled and he would like you could feel him in practice like when he would run by you like it was hard to get out of his way because he would run like he would run directly at you in the game <laughs> And you had to like, you had to like, I was
2: to like but- like too. Yeah. <laughs> sure. From weeks,
1: week seven to week 17, he averaged 160 yards on the ground.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's- from week
1: seven, to, from week seven to week 17, he was, he was in a whole nother level, whole nother level.
2: So, so Harrison, we, uh we, have, I think we got an opportunity to see another great future running back in this league and Dalvin cook is
0: there Mm. any comparisons i mean their production absolutely you know they kind of have different builds i think i think like the number one comparison would be like the respect they have in the locker room right Um, that kind of comes with being a good player and they're both good dudes so that's part of it but on the field i think that that feeling of when they run by you in practice because you're you're not trying to touch that guy where you get in right.
1: trouble. And, uh, <laughs> tag him yeah. off. You got to tag him off.
0: Yeah, when Dalvin opens up and takes off, like, you can feel how how hey. quick he's moving and how quick he gets to the corners. So that, that you feel, but without really playing against him, I don't think you can really respect how hard it is to tackle those two guys.
2: Right. And, Matt, what did I say? Who was my first impression was in camp? You but said Scott. Cook. No
0: Dalvin. doubt about
2: it.
1: Well, you know, you you know, watching Dalvin at Florida State, he, I respect tough running backs who don't bow down. Right. And and the thing about Dalvin, I don't think he's quite as big as AP was in his prime years, especially nah. uh, that 2006 year. But Dalvin doesn't back down. He might get hit in the mm-hmm. jaw, might get hit in the mouth. He's coming right back at you, and he's running hard. And like Harris mentioned, I mean, when he gets the football, you got to hold your breath yeah. if you're rooting against the Vikings because he can take a yard at any given time any given time and he showed that ability last year. So when you said what you said about, you know, one of the people that impressed you the most offensively, I wasn't surprised, you know, I've been Florida State, Florida State, I've been watching Dalvin, you know, going back to his high school days, you know what I'm saying? So seeing what he did at Florida State and now what he's currently doing uh, in the NFL, I'm not surprised man, the best is still yet to come. You know what I mean? We talked about that 2,000 yard season from AP, should a Dalvin stay healthy, (laughs) he can go get it.
2: Yeah, I think we definitely got the pieces around him for sure, for him to be able to, to continue that season he had last year. Cause the offensive weapons that we have this year, man, it can it can be quite scary, man. No question. So Harrison, man, Coach Zim took over and, you know, this is my first season with the guys. And, you know, we see Coach Zim every day over there with the DBs, literally every day, Matt. Oh, he buys.
1: He, he actually buys and he don't mind showing it.
2: Hey, he over there every day. <laughs> <laughs> so when Coach Zim took over your third season, what did you take away from his uh, his arrival? Because we are we we all know with me being there a couple months, we know his his his. Uh, let me see how I can say it. His appearance, his his uh, bashfulness. Like, how did that you know help your career? And how did you feel he had an impact on on your first season once he got there, known as a
0: defensive back guru? Man, being being able to play in in his defense. I knew a couple guys on the Bengals where he came from and I saw him that off season and they just said how much I would enjoy playing for him. And after like seeing him on hard knocks and everything, I was like, (laughs) "Like, are you sure? Like, I don't know. And uh, he gets in and he's, you know, like you said, he's, he's tough. He's old school. Mm -hmm. Every now and then he'll be a little grouchy. um, But that's kind of what's made him so good as, as a DB coach and a defensive coach is that, you know, kind of like we were talking about Dalvin not backing down, like Zim doesn't back down, even if he gets beat, like, like this offseason, all the stuff we've been working on to fix what happened last year. Um, what he asks out of safeties is really has been so much fun for me to, to try to, to compete with like, he loves Darren Woodson, Darren Woodson's his like favorite player ever. Ask him about, (laughs) (laughs) if you ask him about Woody, he just starts smiling.
2: Darren
0: Uh, (laughs) Yes. So, so those guys could do it all, and that's kind of what's asked. You got to be down the line of scrimmage. You got to be deep. You got to yeah. play play routes tight, tackle well, communicate well. Um, so really, that third year was like my first introduction to like kind of exotic defenses and a lot of multiple calls and stuff like that. So I thought that was kind of more my like welcome to the league year. And uh, since then, I've been trying to expand on it, and uh, it's just like I said, it's it's a lot of fun being very multiple as a safety. And that's yeah. what that's what you get to do in Zim's defense. But if you don't do it well, he's going to tell you about it. And if and you got yeah, if you got an area you got to work on, you better work on it. Yeah. One,
1: one thing I love about Zim, just watching from afar, you know, as a fan of the game, as a former player of the game, he allow his de- defensive players to be players. Yeah. You know, it's not like a robot style. Right. One thing I love how he utilizes uh, Harrison is, you don't know where he's going to line up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You Might be at the line of scrimmage bluffing like you're coming off the edge. You know what I mean? You might be in the middle third, might get to half, you know, might get to that quarter set. So just being able to utilize the best players on the defense and move them around, that's the best thing. That's the best way to have success. We used to do the same thing, you know, similar with Troy. You know, Troy would line up everywhere in the football field. You don't know. And that used Mm -hmm. to confuse the offensive players, especially the quarterback. Because you got so many different moving pieces that all came together when the ball was in play. So uh, shout out to Coach Zim. And hopefully we can see some more of that exotic-like coverages uh, that we've seen, uh, especially with number seven in the secondary. And
2: before um, you go on to that, Mac, it's perfect yep. you said that because, man, Harrison, actually, we talked about that. I think it was like the last week going into minicamp. The pleasure that it is to have older guys in the secondary to where when shit break down very quickly, we're able to communicate very quickly and be able to react very quickly versus with young guys. Like, you can talk to them, but it's almost like you have to stress the issue versus mm-hmm. out there just simple, simply uh, communicating because, like, me and X had a situation. Me, X, and uh, Mackenzie, actually, in the red zone, and then, you know, I can't go through all our checks and nothing like that, but it was something we checked right quick on the fly. Literally, it was like a second before the ball was snapped. Mm-hmm. But we all got through... Through the communication and it all you know end up working itself up. So it's uh it's great to have guys that have a ton of experience, and that's what you know Coach Zim understands that he has, and he really don't bother us much when it's time for practice. But yep. when it, when we're going through our warm-ups and stuff, he wanna you know, he tell us things he wants us to see. But when we go on that practice field, man, it's like it's like hand in hand. Am I lying, Harrison? It's like, you know, we out there, are working, we're communicating. And hell, me and X, we've been there only what, what a couple months <laughs> we fit right on there so just the culture there man I, I love everything about it so i'm I'm excited to be on the uh the minnesota vikings team for sure
1: Fat p you gotta what, what time is it ass cutting time jack that's what time it is harris <laughs> let's go that's what time it is harris hey y'all meet me in la and You're i'm not so talking about land. to see a clipper uh, a laker <laughs> game i'm not talking about that February, meet me in LA, and I had the shirts made for all y'all. What time it is, Pat P?
2: Let them know what time it is. It's good time, Jack.
1: Yes, sir. Let's go. Let's go. You know what time it is, man. Hey, I'm fired up. I'm a Viking fan right now. Y'all got my guy there, man. I'm a fan of Harrison, like I talked about. The sleeve and swag always be on point. They hit, man. Man, listen, it's time. Stop playing around. Let's go kick some people in the mouth, man. I just got fired up. Let's go. Next question for you, though, Harrison. I'm gonna go ahead and slow it down a little bit. Slow it down. I gotta go back in time if Blair Walsh don't miss mm. that 27 yarder in the wild card game versus Seattle in 2015, do you, th- do you think you guys had enough to get to that championship, to the Super Bowl that year? That 27 yarder still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry
0: to we, bring uh, it up to
2: you. I'm sorry to bring it nah, up to you, but we, I just uh, wanna know.
0: You know what's wild about that is, yeah, we started talking about what our path would have been if we had mm-hmm. made it through. We might've, it, it might've been Arizona the next week, yeah, oh. it played out. Yeah, because yeah,
1: Arizona played Carolina, right?
0: No, no, no. We played Green Bay. Yeah, but I it think the Green- way it would have unfolded is we'd have gone to Arizona. the seed, yeah. The seeds. Yeah. Then um, they would play Carolina. Yeah, that whole next week, Anthony Barr is, is one of my good buddies, and we were we were texting each other that whole next week. Like, <laughs> I feel like we should be watching like Cardinals film right now. Like, we didn't feel like the season was over because we played. We played well, and Blair kicked well that game too. Like Mm -hmm. it was, it was negative. I think it was was negative nine, and like the wind chill was like almost negative thirty. Yeah, yeah, because y'all 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 were not in y'all
1: running the new dome
0: yet. (laughs) Yes, we were. So the 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 new stadium was getting built. We were playing at the University of Minnesota, the Gophers. Yeah, that was the coldest I've ever been in my life. The warm up was the coldest, not the game. The warm up, because you're not near the heaters, Mm -hmm. right. but, man, we definitely could have made a run there. And then, unfortunately, the next year when we were like, okay, we pretty much got everybody back. Yeah. We got some playoff experience, and then Teddy goes down. Oh, yeah. So, that, you know, there's been a little bit of bad luck with those things. That's how football is. Um, but like you said, it's ass-cutting time now. So, it's, it's a different <laughs> there here. We go. There,
1: Yeah, But there, there we go. We got Harrison on board. Get the, hey, Get the second level and the first level That's guys slow. on board. Get them T-shirts. It's I don't know what time it is, time man. Yes, yes, sir. All of that doesn't mean anything. It's about the here and now. Mike Tom used to tell us all the time. In this league, resume means nothing. It's not about not what you're doing right
2: now. Not. Right now. Right now. Resume
1: means nothing. Yes, sir.
2: Let's and go. So, and so since Matt brought up a you know, a sour note of the playoff, I'm gonna bring up a, a more you know exciting one. The Minneapolis ma- uh, miracle. Yeah, how was uh US Bank stadium at that time and what was your feeling before that play because obviously we knew you know we got one play left you're like oh man yeah. this is over
0: and after <laughs> that play happened like <laughs> give, give me a walk through through that events that was a roller coaster of a day because um obviously the saints are always like crazy high-powered offenses don mm-hmm. yep. payton is in my opinion one of the toughest play callers to go against because yeah, like we talked about that matt yeah, yeah. Like you <laughs> you almost can't even watch film on them because it's like this dude will call anything at any time. So like, you know, what am I looking at? And um, we held him to zero in the first half. Like played lights out. Um, and we played we played okay in the second half, but we just gave up too many big plays on like kind of kind of some Sean Payton type play calls. <laughs> like good, really good play mm-hmm. calls <laughs> that <was laughs> Yeah. wide open. <laughs> And so it started getting close at the end. And then we, I can't remember how much we were up, but they ended up getting a field goal at the end to go up. Um, so as a defense, we felt like we we didn't play well enough in the second half, and we didn't. Um, so we were a little down on the sideline. Yeah. But just the way that year was going, and like, we we're like, well, we definitely got to keep watching. And, uh, <laughs> you know, Diggs, Diggs made a special play. Case made a special throw the offensive line held up. It was, uh, yeah, like it went from dead silence in that stadium because everyone crazy. thought it was over yeah. to like absolute madness.
1: I can imagine the city was on fire for you guys because like you said, you go from actually feeling like you lost the game
0: right. to in the blink of an eye, you won the game. Like, <laughs> I can yeah, imagine it and was it's- crazy. Those things, like in the NFL too, like those things don't happen quite as often. <laughs> no, nah. I mean, they obviously they happen, like the Music City Miracle uh, with the kickoff return and those things yeah, in the playoffs. But yeah. it just doesn't happen very often because the level of play so high.
1: Uh, yeah, that
0: is, it's it's pretty shocking. Yeah, and
1: and and talking from the individual skill set, you know, you're a football player. That's one thing I love about your game. You don't just go out and do one thing well. You do everything well, and you play with a lot of passion. Uh, but you never. You've never been known to be uh, the flashiest guy on the football field. You don't say a lot, but your presence is felt, which is the most important factor. But do you think because you're not as flashy, you're not as vocal, uh, it hurts you a little bit when it comes to getting recognized the right way? And the reason why I'm bringing this up, because for you guys that might not be a student of the game, over the last 10 years, there's one person, one defender in the National Football League that has over 700 tackles and 25 plus picks over the last 10 years. And that one person is right here with us. All things covered. Harrison Smith. Unbelievable numbers, consistency, uh, the longevity and being able to be on the football field for these opportunities. And you just continue to chop wood, continue to chop wood. But when you talk about when people talk about safeties, they don't necessarily throw your name into that first part of the conversation. And I think they should. You know, you got one first team all pro. You should have more. You should have more pro bowlers in my opinion but you know some of these other guys might be a little more flashier and they might talk a little more do you think that kind of hurts you when it comes to getting noticed the right way
0: yeah i mean realistically i think it does um actually me and pat p have talked about this um but at the same like i'm never gonna do that it's just not it's not gonna be genuine it's not gonna like look right or feel right um i just enjoy playing the game i've always played better when i Make a play and like obviously you want to get excited about it. You know, it helps the team out, gets the momentum going, but like move to the next thing because one play is not going to cut it. Like we well, mm-hmm. need to stack up. One game's not going to cut it. Um it's it's a whole season, it's a whole career, it's all those things, and so much goes into it, and so much effort goes into it. Like it's hard for me to waste some of my effort like celebrating, <laughs> as funny as that sounds. Um well, you're right. Nobody's exhausted. My logic order.
1: <laughs> hey, hey, quick story. My rookie year, we played in Super Bowl. You know, I used to be the hype guy. So I spent all my energy because it was a Super Bowl dancing pre-game warm-up. And, and I was on the first kickoff team. You know, what I mean, I was the prevent guy on kickoff. Yes. I'm fired up, I'm dancing, I'm bumping. The first time they called Nickel, I go in the game, I almost passed out. I ain't <laughs> had no energy. And 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 when that happened, I literally changed my playlist. I used to listen to a lot of hardcore rap, like kicking your door type rap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Knock your TV over, type rap. I went and switched it up to R and B. I said, "Man, <laughs> n- never again." And, and and a lot of people don't realize that you 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 use so much energy. You know what I mean? Sometimes celebrating or getting yourself pumped up because yeah. it's a four quarter ball game. Well, and one thing is. Pat P said during the season: defensively, we don't come out the game. Mm-hmm. Offensive guys come out, running backs, wide receivers. You know they their old line stay in the game, but when it comes to skill guys, mm-hmm. we stay in.
2: And we're on that field 24 7.
1: <laughs> yeah. They bring in a, gay, a guy just to run just, us off
0: on a run play. Right. You mean so? It, you, valid it point only takes. Play. It only takes long on defense. You you give up one deep ball, like oh, you had a terrible game. Oh, man. Oh, dude, no, you got to no the whole game. And you, hey, no Offense is the opposite. <laughs> yeah. You make one play, like you had a great game. Yeah. All right. So. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you you know how that is, man. But that's yeah. that that's how it is. That's what we signed up for. in well, you know what I mean. We know how it is, and just go ahead and keep keep doing what you've been doing. I yeah. mean, it's earned you the stripes you've gotten so far, and it's going to keep doing what you're doing all the way to La La Land. Guaranteed La La Land. I'm gonna have them shirts. I I might get them shirts before La La Land too. Y'all might need to have them week one.
2: Yeah. So Harrison, you've been you've been with the, the Minnesota Vikings for ten years. Uh, this is my first season with you guys. What do you think is going to be? the key to success for us to get over the hump this
0: year. I've had this conversation with a lot of people and you can always, you can always work out harder. You can always work on schemes. We've always had a really good locker room. Like the chemistry's always been great. And that's kind of just a tribute to the front office and how they uh, select guys and bring guys in Um, to me, like it's not necessarily tangible, but the confidence and the positivity, I think, are like real real things that matter and they matter when the games are you know either win or go home right Uh, because things are going to go bad like they always do you're going to have a a tough series you're going to have a tough game but if you don't blink when those things happen you you trust what you what the team is and what the coaches bring to the table and what we all bring together that's how teams win like in my opinion, that's how Tom Brady has won. It, he hasn't necessarily lit up like last playoffs. He didn't necessarily light things up stat wise or anything, but I think he just permeates confidence throughout the entire locker room, throughout the the organization. And it rubs off on people and they know when it comes down to it, they're going to make one more play. And that's kind of the mindset that I think we, we have to have to make that one more play. Um, no matter who makes it, no matter offense, defense, whatever, that's that's the only way to win in those times because everybody's everybody's just about as good. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got great players, uh, but who's going to do it when it matters? Mm-hmm. And uh, I you know I think that's up to us bets too to kind of start ingraining it into the group and into the organization.
1: And yeah. and one thing I can say too for you guys and Pat P, you know, growing up around me, the team that is the most together usually gets to the promised land. It's easy to be successful and work with people who you actually like and you know, you know, establishing a relationship, not just a working relationship. It's not a relationship. I only see you when I'm in the facility, but we rock together. I know some people might have family, so they can't really be, you know, out and about. But sometimes we all get together. You know, you have DB night, you have defense night, you have the offense and everybody come together. Let's learn each other, because when you learn each other, you tend to respect each other more. And when you have that respect, you don't want to let your brother down. You know what I mean? You don't want to let that person down. And so now the togetherness usually takes it really shows up in December football Mm because, we know, December football, especially, you know, playing. Even though you guys are indoors, your body is talking to you a little differently. Your mind is talking to you a little differently. And now you got to really get over that hump to solidify your position in the playoffs. If you have a shot, that's when the togetherness shows up. So you guys got a good sound group. Man, I'm excited. This is going to be a this is going to be a fun fun year. I got a, I got a fun question for you by the way. It's a two-part question, Harrison. All right, what was your first reaction when you heard you guys were signing Pat Pete? That's the first part. Pat Pete signed with the Vikings cuz I definitely was surprised. <laughs> and the second part to the two-part question, you and Pat Pete both you're entering 2021 with the same right. amount of career interceptions, 28. Mm-hmm. Who will have more At the end of the season.
0: And so part one, I like, I didn't even consider us signing Pat P. I just didn't know it was a possibility. Like, I knew we, you know, we got a bunch of young corners. We're high on and for good reason. I just didn't know we could get them. (laughs) So I was, when I saw that, I was like, oh, 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 (laughs) like we got a vet in here and not just a vet. We got Pat P in here. Like that's, there's just. I mean, how many how many other guys can you bring in like that? They just don't exist. So I was pumped, especially as a safety, having a guy that understands the game and has made so many plays in his career. Like, not only is it great to bring in Pat P, at the player, but having your presence in the locker room, around the young guys, like, it's going to be, like, you'll be a multiplier. Like, you already have been a multiplier. So that's, it's more than just one single addition, in my opinion. Uh, so that's huge. And then you know the picks, the picks thing, man, like picks are weird. They right? are like, <laughs> like they come in bunches sometimes. They sometimes come in they bunches. don't come. Yeah. Sometimes you get a tip a couple of tip balls that like like I had one or two last year where like the corners made great plays and forced a high throw or tipped the ball. And I just right got to plays re- at the finish. right time. Right. right. And then there's other ones where you make a great play. I think I, I will say this. If, if Pat P has more at the end of the year, I think that's more impressive because it's hard for corners to always have their eyes on the ball. No Especially when you're
1: playing a lot of man-to-man. Man yeah. More,
0: right. Yeah. So when when corners that play in, like, like, man-type schemes get a lot of picks, that's one of the most impressive things in football to me. Like, if I get one in man, that's impressive. But, like, there's, you know, half of them I'm going to be staring at the quarterback. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's I just get to read and react. So that's a little bit. A little bit advantage to me on that. Nah, I got you. Hey,
2: and Harrison, would you ever hit the gritty after you get an interception? Man,
0: uh, that goes along with the uh, no celebrations. Like <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay,
1: so this we're gonna do, Harrison. No, I'm not gonna <laughs> let you I, off that. I, I knew,
2: I
0: knew that was a reach. I, I just had to throw it out there.
2: I knew no, how I knew no, Harrison, no. not hitting. The no, grid.
1: Harrison, I understand you don't celebrate, but what would it take for Harrison Smith to eat attempt the gritty? First, what, what would it take? Gritty? The type Super of your, what would what, oh, what, what has win, no to happen?
0: Question. What has to happen for you to hit the gritty? Harrison. Super Bowl question uh, or Super Bowl no question. Um, if I get some like really in detail coaching, some dance lessons, maybe in uh practice. <laughs> okay. Give me a well, little you, you got right the there.
1: best instructor for the gritty right there in your team, <laughs> right? And, uh,
0: <laughs> Jefferson. Now nah, we'll uh we'll talk about it. We'll see
1: yep. if we can make a deal on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I can tell you this much. If y'all go to the Super Bowl, or let's say you make a huge play in the NFC Championship game that leads to the Super Bowl, like you. a big pick, a, a, okay. a, a sack, strip, a strip sack, something like that, I need you to yah, yah, maybe yah.
0: just just a couple a couple hits on it. Cause again, I gotta get to the sideline.
1: <laughs> At <laughs> least I, I I I do believe because you're a DB and an athlete, you can look a little better
0: than Kirk Cousins when he tried to do it. I, agree. I definitely you definitely gotta have some feet. So it's in there somewhere. <laughs> no
1: I doubt, agree. no doubt. We we got a few more questions before we hit to the superlative part of the show. We're gonna let you go. Do you think you will retire as a Minnesota Viking?
0: Yeah. Um I mean, I, I don't know what, you know, happens at the end of careers. And I heard, uh, I was listening to, it might have been the one with Champ, where uh, Pat P was saying, you know, sometimes that 10-year mark, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. things change. Like, I don't plan on that happening, but the NFL is, uh, it's the NFL. Like, no question. it's always wild. But I'll always consider myself a Viking no matter what.
1: Yeah, and you're, you're entering the final year of a five-year contract, the final year. So clearly, uh, you know what's at stake. And because of the business side, the team clearly knows what's at stake as well. And they know how important you are, not just to the defense, but like you said, to the locker room. That's very, very important, having good guys in the locker room, especially being able to uh, lead some of the younger guys. So I believe they're going to do what's best for the organization, which is the right thing to do for the organization. I think they're going to keep you around. So I'm, I'm rooting. I love seeing everybody get paid, especially key guys in the secondary. So- I'm definitely rooting for you. Last question before we hit to the superlative part of our show. When you look at the Minnesota Vikings defense, and I'm so high on your defense. Man, I know last year you guys dealt with a lot of injuries. You faced a lot of criticism. But people don't understand. When you're losing key players that play impactful parts You know, to your defense, it's going to be a drop-off. You know what I mean? But if you guys stay healthy, I think this defense is going to be hell. It's going to be hell. But who on the defense are you expecting big things from this year? Give us a name.
0: Man, I could give you a lot of names that wouldn't be the ones you read about. Um, Th- that's what we want. That's what we want to hear. Right. Y'all already referenced uh, Xavier, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I mean, right when he stepped in the door, like, he's he's an impressive individual, man. Like, on the football field, off the football field, he's a confident guy, smart guy. He moves really well and understands the game really well. I'm, I'm excited to be back there with him. And that'll like, we'll make each other's jobs easier. Cause we, yeah. I can tell like we already communicate well, um, getting McKenzie Alexander back in the slot. I think he's mm-hmm. going to make a lot of plays for us. Um, guys up front, like one guy that might not be celebrated as much like Stephen Weatherly. I think mm-hmm. you're he's about a him. really good piece <laughs> for us. Yeah. Like he's, he's <laughs> a very multiple type type player that can do a lot of things. Um, There's a lot of guys I mean, I'm, like you said, I'm excited about our defense and how, like we have so much depth. We got Sheldon Richardson back too. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's just, there's, there's a ton of guys that, that aren't talked about,
1: man. Listen, y'all don't understand, man. When you, the names that you just talked about as far as names that most people might not know of can be huge for the defense along with everybody else that you know will be a part of your defense, man, this man, listen, it it stars in training camp trust me you you feel you can tell when you have a championship like caliber defense it stars in training camp cuz one thing about good defenses it's not just about the ones when the twos go out there you see the same production you see the twos you see the threes i mean you see people competing you know what i mean you don't see a lot of separation they right where they're supposed to be People are talking, communicating. It's not like you're in class, in the library. You right. see that. And then when the ones come out there, it's just the domino effect. Everything right. follows what the ones do. So, y'all guys, man, listen, y'all better be fired up. I'm fired up. I know I ain't got to play one down. I'm retired. <laughs> hey,
2: we <what are> <laughs> fired up, Jack. I'm surprised you didn't, you didn't, uh, you didn't see. Uh, yeah. I yeah. that's your
0: guy right there, man. That's my guy, man. <laughs> the other Harry. Yep. Yeah. Person hand. He's, like, I almost just already expected that out of him, so I didn't. Yeah, I didn't say it, but he's and, yeah, and that's
2: no, no, saying, no doubt, cares. Yeah, when I came out, man, I I like him, man. Hand can play. He got good feet. Mm-hmm. You know, he just you know, he, you tell he he goes home and and watches himself every day to make sure he coming back the next day to improve. So that's the thing I like about Harry as well, man. A young guy that 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 definitely wants to get it. Yes, sir. All
1: right, now Harrison. We're going to transition to the superlative part of the show. This is like a two-minute drill for you. You know what I mean? No huddle situation. Uh, They need three points to win the ball game. They're going to hit you with some, you know, different things from the secondary standpoint. Let's see how you respond. First question. I need your unbiased, honest answer. I didn't know this. I know now, right? (laughs) What's your favorite Harrison Ford movie? And why this question is relevant to Harrison Smith, he's named after harrison ford i didn't know it
0: well i wasn't i mean i don't think my parents picked harrison because of harrison ford but uh i am a harrison ford fan okay i think if i had to pick one maybe the fugitive um yeah, fugitive yes yeah, i like it's the kind of a classic um i watched uh air force one a lot when i was a kid but mm-hmm. man harrison ford's a good one all the, I mean, all the Indiana Jones movies are are tough to beat. Oh
1: no, question.
0: Oh, I Indiana wasn't really Jones. a Star Wars guy, but I mean, most people might say that. But I say the Fugitive. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like the Fugitive. I can rock with you on that one. Best Notre Dame moment. Ooh. Best Notre Dame moment, man. We weren't we weren't that good when I was there. So, um, on the football field, we didn't we didn't do what what I thought we would do. Um, the best Notre Dame moment, man. Honestly, like my favorite thing about Notre Dame is that <clears throat> you don't room with football players. you room with, with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know so that. Like, yeah. So like actually you, my, yeah, <laughs> my roommate is at my house right now. He's just in another room. Um, yeah. so, so he just came in to visit like that's to me is the coolest part about Notre Dame is you meet yeah. people from all different areas and, um, you really do make lasting relationships. So that's to me, it, it's, a uh, it's like, more of a holistic approach to things, it's not wow. just football. Also, yeah,
2: exactly. Also, you getting your networking on before you actually have to network. Yeah, you know I mean? no question. Have an opportunity to meet all of these other students from all different other you know programs that they're that they're pursuing. You never know when you may need them.
1: Yeah, I, I did not know that. That's unique, That's too, dope. especially, dope, you know, college. Like you say, most players usually be a room with a football player yeah. or maybe another student athlete, but just normal students. Wow.
0: It does make okay. the schedule hard sometimes when uh, when those guys are up all night and you got early workouts. But mm-hmm. uh, Yeah. Yeah, no, that could be now. an issue. <laughs> all
1: right. Top five safeties in the NFL right now.
0: Right now? Right now. Mm. I, I always hate these lists. Number one, like every scheme is different, every team is different, so mm-hmm. it's not always just like and like some safeties do do some things great. But they're not. It's all over the place. Um, wow. But
2: that's why I, that's why I always tell Mac I don't give a top. I just give names. Yeah,
1: yeah. So Pat, yeah, Pat P won't he won't give me the the rank. He won't rank them. So he, he be get off on me. <laughs> yeah. He be he won't rank them.
0: Uh. I'll go with, I'll go with some guys. Okay. So, all right,
1: so I, so how about this one then Harrison? Top five safeties you would love to play with? Like granted, mm. you probably would never play with these guys. Yeah. Right? yeah. But that's, if you can be in the, a, if you can be in the secondary with these guys it's going to be hell to pay. Yeah.
0: That's yeah. A, um, man, I think, I think obviously Tyron um, is one. I love how, I love how Buddha plays, mm-hmm. like his intensity. I've always loved Malcolm Jenkins. Kind of mm. came in as a corner and nickel. He still plays nickel and dime and all that yep. stuff. So, like, I think he's really impactful on the field. And I played in a couple of Pro Bowls with him. And he, it was just cool to be around him. He, Malcolm is a cool dude. Man, there's there's guys on every every team, like, that can go make plays on the ball. Uh, man, I really like how Adrian Amos plays with the Packers. Like, okay. Yeah.
1: He played a he's lot of attitude. Par,
0: yeah, like, I don't think he gets – quite the quite the hype he deserves um and it's easy to look at the guys in, my, in our division like eddie jackson would be a guy that he's a he's a ball player i'm not i mean i'm missing guys you can point at somebody on every team no question no yeah. question uh this is the last one
2: before we let you go i think i know who this can be we talked about him on a plane
0: ride from uh michigan the funniest vikings teammate the funniest vikings teammate I would have to say Chris Boyd to to start with. (laughs) Um, I love Chris Boyd. He's my guy. Um, I I don't even know if that's who we were talking about.
2: No, no, he's one of them, but uh, the uh, the receiver, number 15, uh, uh, Amir, I think his name is. Yeah. Amir.
0: (laughs) Amir. So Amir, man, like we haven't even got to know him that well, but you walk in the locker room, it was our first day. And he's controlling the music, like no questions asked, full confidence. We're like, hey man,
2: what? what's going on?
0: Man. He's
2: undrafted. I mean, he playing some bangers too. I'm like, man, who got the music? Like, like you, you'll think Amir been in the league for five years, bro. Uh huh. And he's just he he got everything on lock. But he's hilarious as <laughs> well because he got like these one liners. He just he's just a funny he's just a funny young dude. Smith, right? He's from uh, Iowa. Iowa, yep. But Chris Boyd, I won't have to uh, deny you on that one, man. Chris Boyd is a funny dude. Chris Boyd us something every single day. (laughs)
1: That that, that about wraps it up for us.
2: Yeah, Harrison, we know you got a a round to attend to here before the sun set wherever you are. We appreciate you for coming on the show. All things covered. And hell, I'll see you in uh, about three weeks, baby.
1: Hey, hey, hey Harrison! One time, man. What what time is
0: it? Ass cutting time. Here we go. <laughs>
2: here we go. Here we go. There here we go.
0: Hey, <laughs> you got the Tahoe event coming up. Yeah, man. Hey, you see my
2: bag? It's my new bag yeah. right here. My boy Harrison. Hey Harrison, how you hitting these clubs, right here, Harrison? Mm,
0: those are. That's what I'm talking about. The smooth. Looks, that smooth stripe. That thin top line. Mm.
2: Yeah, yeah. those and, are special. Hey Harrison, he say hey, Harrison.
1: Pat. You say you gonna, You want to finish what? Top ten.
2: Yeah, I want to finish top 10. I wish they made him in a, in a lefty
0: set so I can have him get up for my boy, but they don't make They don't care about lefties, man. Nobody <laughs> cares about lefties. I can't find a Scotty to save my life either. Like, I know, man. No lefties.
2: And no lefties. Well, Harrison, we thank you for showing us love. I'll see you in three weeks. All things covered. Vikings check in. We One got of the top game.
1: safeties in the game, man. Top
2: go get that. Game.
1: Hey, go get that handsome ransom, like my uncle said. That's, That's a Harry. handsome ransom. Go get that handsome <laughs> ransom.
2: <laughs> go get it. Bro. I appreciate y'all both. <laughs> thanks again to Harrison Smith. And thanks to everyone listening to this episode of All Things Covered. If you like what you hear, make sure to follow and leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back soon where you can expect all things to be covered. Peace.